You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Ari's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everyone? Welcome to podcast number 48. I'm your host, Reality Steve. I've got a special guest joining us today in the fact that she's the first of Nick's girls to be on the podcast. So I look forward to that. No, I don't count Jen Saviano last week as part of Nick's girls, even though she was Nick's girl at one point. She's not one of Nick's girls from his season. So at any rate, uh, if you could all rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, your response certainly helps with the advertisers, help keep the podcast afloat. So keep doing it, please. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. Okay, let's uh, let's get to her. You saw her on next season of The Bachelor, of course, and then on this past season of Bachelor in Paradise. It is Sarah Vendel. Sarah, how are you? Woohoo! Oh, I'm good. How are you? I uh, got I, myself a <laughs> yeah. You cheer for yourself. Intro of my own. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, you you recently moved to Dallas, and so as the mayor of Dallas, I figured I'd welcome you here. Um, oh, the mayor. Yeah. So official. Yeah. How do you how do you like it so far? I love it here. Aside from the really horrible drivers, and I really hope you're not one of them. Aside from the driving, really, people here are freakishly nice, and I love it. I hadn't noticed. I mean, I've been here a, le- a little over 11 years now. I moved here in July of 06 from Orange County and where you moved from. And Wait, really? Yeah. No, I'm from Orange County. I didn't know that. Yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Southern California, went to high school there, went to college in Southern California, and then no um, lived uh, – after college, I lived in L.A., but yeah, my ages 3 through 18 lived in, uh, lived in Orange County. Um, I That's legit. Yeah. I um I didn't notice that about the drivers. Been here a little over eleven years. I moved here in July of 06. Been here eleven years now. I haven't noticed no. anything about the driving. Maybe you've just met some bad ones in the uptown area. Oh, it's miserable. The yeah. driving's terrible. But other than that, I love it. I love this state. Everyone's yeah. like a big cheerleader for the state. I've never heard <laughs> or seen anybody like so excited to be from there. Yeah, we will uh we will definitely uh we'll definitely get to your your time in Texas a little bit later, but I want to start with Nick's season and Kind of what I bring up with everybody, I want to change it up a little bit with you and just ask you kind of at what point in the process were you when you found out it was Nick? Had you already accepted like, yeah, I'm going to do the show or what happened? Oh, no, I'm convinced somebody dropped out and I'm and I'm a fill in because when I talked to a lot of the girls on my season, they were already confirmed to go on the show before they found out it was Nick. And so I had only about like eight to 10, I can't remember exactly, but it was definitely less than two weeks. Nick had definitely already been announced when I got the call to come on board. So I'm very convinced I was like a villain, if I'm being honest. Well, when you say got the call to come on board, had you not done anything at that point? Or you- Oh, no, no, no. Okay. okay. So you had been had to gone- Final Casting Weekend and gone through all that. Yeah. You just hadn't gotten a yes yet. So I had went to an open casting in February. And so the timeline with The Bachelor is you do that casting weekend and you go in the fall. So I went when they were looking for men for JoJo season. But I went mostly because it was at Morongo and I was going to go to the casino and it was like a why not kind of thing. Like, just go check it out. So I went and 
it went really well, obviously enough for them to like, they gave me a card. It lasted five minutes, but I was like, it's February. Yeah. Right. I'll never hear from them again. And they said, we'll call you at the end of April. Sure enough. End of April got a call mm-hmm. just to check in. Then throughout summer, they're like, oh, we're just now going to start looking for girls. And so I was like, okay, again, another lot, another long lot. shot, long shot. And then they just kept checking in and checking in. And I was still obviously single along the way, not keeping all my eggs in the bachelor basket, but let's just say the dating pool out there wasn't all that great anyway. And then next thing you know, they called for casting weekend and like they had never missed a deadline. Never once, whenever they said they would call, they called. And then after casting weekend, they said I would hear from him in about two weeks and two weeks turned into about three, almost four. And then they were like, okay, go time. See ya. So that's right. So it's usually casting weekend is usually the last weekend in July, first weekend in August. And then they announce Nick, like I think the very last week of August on that after paradise show. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying you got a call after that saying, Hey, we'd love to have you on. Yeah. It was in September. Okay. Wow. Now, was there a part of you that was like, well, I didn't, I was thinking maybe it was Chase or Luke. Like, no, I don't want to be on next season. Uh, no. Okay. I mean, I was in the headset of, I don't know any of them. And if it's going to happen, if it's meant to be, it's going to be with whoever it is that they choose. I really had no preference if I was being completely honest. I was just down for the whole experience. Yeah. Were you a fan of the show? Did you know who Nick was? Did you know his backstory on the show? Um, yeah, once I did some serious Googling, I didn't watch him on Andy season, okay. um, but I became a fan of the show more so towards, Paradise. um, Caitlin Bristow's season. Okay. And so I saw him on, on that. And then that's when I started watching the show more. I saw bits and pieces growing up, but not really was a big fan until like the summer or two before I went on. And then you obviously saw him on Paradise leading yeah. into that. And yes. he had gotten a better edit and people actually mm-hmm. started to like the guy after a while. Um, exactly. <laughs> now on your first night, you uh-huh. did a, you did a gimmicky thing. You ran up to him in a gown and running shoes and made a, made a runner up joke. And, um, yeah, you uh, loved it. Right. How, how did you think that went over with him? Um, I didn't think he hated it at all, to be honest. I couldn't really even, like, remember my first name if I was going to be all honest with you at that moment. They're, like, spraying down the driveway, and I'm like, people, I'm running up. Can we not make it slippery before I decide to sprint up the driveway? Yeah. But, like, you have 18,000 thoughts going through your head. I think it went fine. I mean, it went by really quickly. He, you know, gave a little giggle, if I remember quickly, and, like, that was that. And I was just happy to be done. Well... I mean, maybe you do know this, maybe you don't, but Nick is very insecure about finishing second two times. So I don't think internally <laughs> he probably hated it, but publicly on the outside, it's like, oh, cute or whatever. Just know that Nick absolutely probably hated that. Just want to uh, tell Well, you too bad. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, uh, so you get in there on the first night and mm-hmm. is there anyone that stuck out to you immediately? Anybody you saw was like, okay, that person is going far or that girl's going to be the, you know, the crier this season or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Did you pinpoint um, anybody for a particular role for the season on that first night? Okay. Let me think about this for a second. Um, I noticed the nice spread of food. I was one of the first girls in the house, so I didn't really get to like get a lay of the land with many people. It was only, I think three, four people before. Um, 
I immediately talked with Vanessa and I figured she would go far just based on like how well spoken and beautiful she was. She kind of had that presence about her. Um, I met Raven right away. I met Alexis briefly, but that was like a fleeting moment that I hardly recall. And I bet you Alexis doesn't even remember all that much either. Um, honestly, couldn't tell ya. Other than there were a couple people who I know, and I'm not going to say their names, so don't even ask, but who I knew I just kind of was going to maybe keep my distance from. And they weren't there for very long. (coughs) Corinne. (coughs) Corinne? No. It was not even Corinne. I would have told you that. But just, you know, like people who are very negative, like people who are very, who are like, I don't know, maybe like too tense or not really like, "Ah," I was just like, "Eh, I can't, I can't, I can't with that. I need to go. Where people are very relaxed, because or else I'm going to be very uptight, and I can't with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just stressing out. I'm thinking about it now, and honestly, there's not a lot of people from that first night that got eliminated night one of Nick's season that come to my head. Like nobody is popping into my head. But if I were to go mm-hmm. and look and see who got eliminated that first night, like read my stuff, I would. Mm-hmm. Rem- I would. Rem- I could put a face with every name that was eliminated. But off the top of my head, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't even think of anybody. So. Yeah, it was. It was. It was nutty night. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'm sure it went till seven or eight in the morning and you, you were oh, just sure. like, it was just, but you knew you were getting into that. I mean, you had, yeah. you had an idea that's what was happening. And then yeah. you got the, um, you got the first group date of the season. You were on the first group date of the season. That uh-huh. was the brides and bridesmaids one. And that was the one where Corinne took her top off during the <laughs> photo shoot. So I have a couple questions about this. Cause like I said, you're the first okay. girl from Nick's season that I've spoken to. And I mean, my, my plan is to get a few of them on. I know there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that I'm not too thrilled with right now. But anyway. Um, Wait, what? I, See, we'll, 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 yeah, here. we'll talk off air about that. Um, <laughs> so a couple questions about the Corinne thing. Did Don't she what? at any point tell you guys she planned on doing that? Me personally, no. I was the first bride to do my little photo shoot. And so I kept it fun and very G-rated or G-rated as much as you could. in like a very small white dress that hardly fit. Yeah. Um, and so I, well, well, once you like have your time with Nick, usually you get pulled by producers to go do an interview or an ITM and talk about what just happened. Yeah. And so I went first and then I was gone for a big majority of some of the girls going after. And I joined right back in as Corinne was about to take her top off or as she was and I had no idea I don't know if some of the other girls knew or not but to be honest and I think this just for me and my experience in general I stayed in a bubble I was very in my own world and so I did not know what was coming when yeah well what was the initial reaction when she did it either by you like (laughs) okay well first off what did you think of it I was like holy shit I'm gonna have to step up my game and I don't know how if that's gonna get her a damn rose go for it but how am I gonna freaking get one now yeah I was like this is ruthless but I mean it's the bachelor like if I was watching it I mean I would obviously have done the same like oh my god but it was it's funny but then you're in the moment you're at I don't even know how to explain you're just like well shit what am I gonna do because I'm not gonna do that yeah well did what was the consensus in the group once she did it? it at that point could you all pretty much assume that, okay, this is going to be the villain girl this season? Like, did you kind of all talk about it or did you think maybe? I don't maybe know if that- it was more so a villain thing or if she was just going to be crazy, yeah. you know, like, cause you never know how, how they portray personalities. If they're going to make her personality just be very big and maybe crazy. And then she's going to be gone that night for doing something as crazy as that. Or is that going to be something that 
completely pushes her forward, you know, as however, as you know, as someone who sticks around for a very long time. So right then and there, also, again, being the first group date, you have no idea what to expect and like how to actually process it. So you don't know other than, you know, that she's going to be someone that is going to be talked about. Yeah. And just to do something like that. I mean, like you said, it was the first date of the season. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we could go back through every past season. I don't think anybody has done something that outlandish mm-hmm. on a first date. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... Good for her. She knew what she was doing. I mean, like, why not? If you have those kinds of balls, if you have that kind of balls to do it, like, go for it. I don't. I'm a little bitch when it comes to most things. So, yeah. I would never. But she, I'm like, I, I'm too scared. But and I'm judgmental of myself. But like she, she had no problem. You know what? Go for yeah. it, sister. Um, I can't remember at what point Corinne was asleep in the room during a cocktail party or whatever. <laughs> if not all of them, but but Taylor and you were the ones that who went in the room and and, and talked to her. Now, w- was mm-hmm. this something that I want to say that when we saw this interaction with you and Taylor going to the room to talk to her, that was I want to say that was the um. The pool like party. Pool party. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is this something that you wanted to do because you honestly didn't know where she was? Were you made to do it? Or did you like the girl and thought, like, maybe you're hurting your chances by doing this, by sleeping. We want to kind of help you out here. Like, what was the thought process behind well, going to her room? Well, Corinne and I shared a room. So me going in there was me going to my own room. Which and you, is and where then you saw her in of- there. Yeah, which okay. is where a lot of my business with Corinne came from wasn't out of me judging her from afar. It would be just the little conversations we would have in passing in our room because I know at one point she – I mean, she, Corinne's a very honest girl. And so she would say, you know, if I'm doing something, can you please let me know? And, I'm, I mean, I'm in your room. I'm not going to tell you – I'm not going to pretend like it's not the truth when people are like, your sleeping is really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to sleep too. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily like a, I just want a, like a, I don't think for either Taylor or I was anything other than like, we just happened to be there. We assessed the situation. We we're like, well, hell, we'll, we'll tell you what's up. At least our opinion. Hmm. Well, what about, that was the day of the bouncy house. You guys were aware <laughs> yeah. of the bouncy house, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what were your thoughts on her getting a bouncy house? I want to know how the hell she got a bouncy house. <laughs> That's my thought on the bouncy house. How do you get a bouncy house? Where do you get one? And can I get one myself? But, and why can't I jump in it? That's what we were all mostly pissed about. We all tried to go in and jump in it, but yet we couldn't. So we were like, well, this is just bullshit. We want to, we want to jump in the pink bouncy house. But and to get more to like your point is we were, I mean, we're just confused. Cause a lot of us, we don't really like, I guess, for me, or guess, I shouldn't say a lot of us. For me, I didn't think really far in advance about what I was going to say to Nick or what I was going to do for Nick or anything like that ahead of time. So when I woke up, it was a pool party. I'm like, oh, it's a pool party. I'm going to go get my bathing suit on and take a shot of tequila. And other girls might think about like, well, what am I going to do for him today? So I don't know for her if that was something that was planned way far in advance, if that was more in the moment they could make it happen. I don't know where it came from, but it was just... I know a lot of us were like, well, if I came up with the idea, would I be able to get a bouncy house? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, but I never tried, so I couldn't tell you. Well, it certainly sounds like you are not a contestant on this show that, um, I mean, you just described it. 
it was just you didn't think about stuff that you were going to do, and people that succeed and last on this show are people that do, and people that you know play the game. And she was playing the game, and it was quite obvious that she was doing that because she was getting Mm -hmm. a bouncy house. Were you Mm -hmm. aware of the whipped cream bikini until it or before it aired? Did you know she had done the whipped cream bikini? We knew like the next day that something had happened with that, but I didn't know too much about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another yeah. thing where she obviously, you know, she didn't, she didn't, when she flew out to LA to be on the bachelor, I guarantee she didn't pack whipped cream. I'm sure that was like, <laughs> Hey, can I get whipped cream? I think I want to do this for Nick. Like, you know, she knew how to play she the game and she created, I guess, I guess credit to her. I don't know. I've, I've but, never been a huge yeah. Corinne fan. So whatever. I, you, you know, I'm picking up on that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, is there a specific reason? I just didn't see my thing. Is, it, it has nothing to do with, she wasn't there to really, um, find a husband or whatever, which we know she wasn't. Um, but I do think that there's some sincerity that you could at least have. And I don't think she had any sincerity. She used the whole show. This whole show was a marketing scheme for her because, and it's all been proven after the fact with the t-shirts right after she got off the show with all of her phrases. Like that's Mm -hmm. the stuff. It's like you can go on this show and then take advantages of opportunities that are given to you after the fact that people come to you. But it seems like she Mm -hmm. had a plan from before she stepped on the show and Mm -hmm. Well, they let her. Yeah. And it's it's not just Corinne. It's anyone who's, I guess, willing to do it. I mean, well, yeah, I I, guess that kind of, I I, I guess you're, you can do it. And I think it's, it's more about, and you know, I've talked about this with numerous contestants and it's what the show has turned into a social media show. And that's, it's way different than it used to be. And, and it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm bothered by the fact that this show is different because to me, it's just. I do my thing every season and I'm going to, that's what I'm here to do. I don't, I don't care who wins. I don't care who the bachelor is. All I'm here to do is tell everybody what's going to happen before it happens and any inside information Mm -hmm. I can get. That's really, and then write funny recaps of what we, of what we do see. So that's where I'm at. But with her, it was just a little too blatant as opposed to other people where it's a little more subtle. Like, sure. Yeah. I appreciate the subtlety. She's (laughs) not subtle at all. So yeah. It definitely um, was designed for Bachelor circa 2014. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. The other date in the second episode, obviously you weren't on it, but yes. it was the uh, it was the Museum of the Broken Relationships, and um, mm-hmm. that's where the whole Liz story and the fact that she had hooked up with Nick in the past started getting out. At what point mm-hmm. did you hear that Liz and Nick had a past? Um, when Astrid came back, who was also in her room and our bunk beds were, we were on bottom bunks. And so our faces looked really close to each other every night. <laughs> and she comes back at like 5am and she was like, Sarah, you'll never guess. Liz is gone. And she knew Nick. And so she kind of gave me the scoop and that's about the only, about as much as you could get. Cause they're really tight on you talking without a mic. Yeah. Um, and so they came in and busted that party up real quick, but that's a funny story. I could tell you, off air. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but so I knew just from when Astrid came back from that day, but I had no idea before. But didn't she tell, well, Kristen was the one that she told when they were out laying out by the pool, like before that date happened. Right. Yeah. And that's, I'm, or I get, maybe I was, I think you I, were on your date. I think that was happening we either, during your date. Or, we were either on our date or it was the day that we were all still there because the, there was a one-on-one in between. But yeah, 
That was, uh, that still, was Danielle Maltby. There's still 20 yeah. something girls in that house. At that point, you still don't know where everybody is at every point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, because it was, it was her and Kristen talking. So it was either while it was, you guys were on the brides and bridesmaids dates or it was during Danielle Maltby's one-on-one and they just happened to show us Kristen yes. and Liz talking. So you didn't know until after she was gone that, nah. that they had a pass. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I actually I'm not very full of good info for you. <laughs> Liz, I mean, from everything I've gathered since your season, which is like we're literally probably exactly one year to right around yeah. the time you were filming last year. Liz has always seemed to be universally liked by everybody, loved by everybody in that house that I've come yeah. to realize. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her uh, at my fan appreciation party in Vegas last June, <laughs> the last night that she was working there before she moved. Oh. Um, she was my waitress. She was my Nuh-uh. cocktail waitress. I could not believe it. Like we had a, it's a small room. We had a reserved area, and she comes over, and she didn't know who I was, and I knew she didn't know who I was, <laughs> and I was just like, "Hey, just," and so I introduced myself, and I told her, and you know, we had a talk that night about things that happened and stuff with Nick. But she was great, and I she couldn't have been nicer. And now I kind of know why everyone liked her. So let me ask you: mm-hmm. if you were in her shoes at and Everything had happened with Nick up to that point. One, would you have gone on the show? And two, how would you have handled it? Good questions. I probably would have gone. I mean, if I was that interested. I'm very YOLO, and I hate to say that, but, like, that's how I summarize it. Like, you just do what you want. Like, I really don't care. Like, at least when it comes, like, me moving or whatever it is. Like, if you have something you want to do, then just do it. Because literally, what's the worst that can happen? And for her, she just left early. But literally, no harm, no foul. And she's a good human. If you have good and human, if you're a good human with good intentions, it's going to show. And so she wanted to do it. She had the purest of intentions, in my opinion. And so, you know what? We make mistakes. And so maybe she didn't handle it the right way by just showing up or like making the, by when she came and introduced herself by not sharing that experience right off the bat. Maybe, you know, that could have been different and that could have made things different for her in the end, but everything works out the way it's supposed to. And I you know, I, I would have done it and who knows if I would have done something different. Cause I know I say I would have done something different or I was going to do something on the bachelor from my own experience that I did it completely differently. So maybe she had a different idea going into it. And just when you get there, you kind of freeze. And then what you going to do at that point? I hear you. Uh, the track and field date was, <laughs> was next. Tell us something about that date that the audience didn't see, whether it was something funny that happened or maybe you performed better than was showed or whatever. Oh, I did not perform better than what was showed. Um, <laughs> yeah, so word to the wise to any little lady who wants to go on the show. If you do not want to be on the athletic group date, cause you know, there's always one. Yeah. Do not run up the driveway on night one because <laughs> I grew up dancing my entire life. Like musical theater, performing arts is like my thing. I can show, put on a smile, dance, whatever you want. But you put me on a field and I can't do anything. And so I don't get on this Backstreet Boys date. And then yet to like sting, to put salt in the wound even more, I get on like sports and I can't do sports. So like, awesome. (laughs) That's right. Because the Backstreet Boys date was first. uh, Before. First group date. Yeah. Mm. Not only is it every teenage girl's dream, but um, something I could have actually done yet. Anyway, so I get on the track and field date. 
did not perform better than expected. Alexis is freakishly good at track and field sports, which was just like, what? Where did you come from? <laughs> you, there were so many funny things on that date that was, that date was cut so short. And I don't even know if I can pinpoint exact memory other than we literally, everything was so funny that day. Like we stopped at a grocery store to get waters before we went out to the track and field or to use the bathroom. And like running through the grocery store with everyone is absolutely hilarious because we look like freaks with like people like producers and backpacks following us everywhere or just tripping on poles and <laughs> like no ever we drank in the in the limo and then we get out to this field and we're just sweat we're like none of this is a good idea yeah. none of us know what we're doing in general and we honestly cared like way more about hanging out with the olympians than we did with Nick, we were like all about them. We were just like, we were loving it up. We were having the best time. And honestly, that was like all we can, I can really say for it. Because uh, they got cut so short. Was wh- wasn't there medical called on that date that we never saw? Oh, yeah. When Astrid, yeah, Astrid, her hand got like cut open when she went to grab for the ring. Rachel, Alexis, and Astrid, which if you know the three of them, the three of them racing against each other is hysterical. Yeah. And it's a shit show when they go for the, like the fake plastic ring and it shatters and Astrid still grabs it and jumps into the hot tub, which the hot tub, by the way, is like only lukewarm and the champagne is like apple cider because it's a high school campus. So this oh, very really? like, romantic looking c- scenario is probably not the most romantic scenario there is. And Astrid gets in in her socks with a bloody hand <laughs> and has Nick on one side and a paramedic on the other. Wow. And it's, it's not really funny, <laughs> but it's, it's funny for me. <laughs> so that was the, th- that was episode three. And then you, uh-huh. you have the third row ceremony. Did you at any point think, um, well, let's even go back to the second or third row ceremony. Did you think you were going home at either of those? Uh, the first one, I didn't think so. The second one after that, I honestly had no idea. It was really a crapshoot. My I'm sure if you ever talk to Nick, he can attest. Like, I feel like I can talk to anybody, but my conversations with him were just never on point. And I feel like I can keep conversations, and I was just at a loss for words the majority of the time. I made it the whole season without my time with him being shown after night one. Was it nerves? I don't know what it was, to Hmm. be honest. Probably half nerves, half like, I literally don't know what to say to you. And... (laughs) He wasn't asking questions either, so I was like, "Awesome, let's yeah. just sit here and not talk." Yeah, until our time. That's, that's awkward. Okay. Guys, I want to talk to you real quickly again about Tracker. We're all looking for something, whether it's love or for some people, it's just purpose in life, unforgettable experiences. But for most, it's probably your car keys or your phone. Well, with the Tracker Pixel, you'll never worry about losing your things again. Eight years ago, Tracker changed everything when they released their first tracking device, and now they've done it again with the all-new Tracker Pixel. It is the lightest Bluetooth tracking device on the market. You place it on whatever you tend to lose the most, your keys, your wallet, even a pet. I don't have a pet anymore, but I do have keys, I do have a wallet, and I do have a phone. Wallet and phone, I'm good with. They're usually with me at all times. Keys, different story. I kind of misplace those every once in a while. So I tend to use my tracker on my keys, and it certainly helps. When you misplace an item that has a tracker pixel attached to it, you use your smartphone, and a 90-decibel alert is going to help you find it in seconds. It has powerful LED lights, so you can find things in the darks, and it can help you find your phone even if your phone is on silent. Believe that. Better yet, because every tracker 
user is part of the largest crowd locate network in the world. You can locate items from miles away. And thanks to Tracker's 30-day money-back guarantee, you truly have nothing to lose. Go to thetracker.com slash Steve to get 20% off any order. That's thetracker.com slash Steve for 20% off. Thetracker, T-R-A-C-K-R.com slash Steve. Now let's get back to Sarah Vendel with no commercial interruptions for the rest of the podcast. But you did make it you did make it through the third row ceremony and you yes. got to go to Wisconsin and again Yay! another group date. Uh you were on the dairy farm date and you know looking back on it and we're like I said a year removed from that date happening. Um you could admit it to us now how shitty was that date? Literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively the worst. You sign up for this show and you're like, if nothing else, I'm going to see the world and I'm going to travel to exotic places. And we end up in fucking Wisconsin. <laughs> My mother thought it was the most hysterical thing in the world when I told her. And I called her from a hotel room in Wisconsin with like a diet soda and bag of chips because that's like all we had. And I was like, Mom? And she's like, oh, baby, where are you? And I was like, Wisconsin. And she was like, oh, yeah, you are not going to make it there no matter what that date was. You, call, you called her when? After you were eliminated? Oh, yeah, after oh, I was eliminated. Okay. Um, we get our phone, we get to figure out where we're going. And I called my mom, and she was like, <laughs> you're in Wisconsin. Of all places you're supposed to go on this show. Yeah. You're in Wisconsin. So I guess the biggest thing about, again, the the dairy farm date was is what was what it was. I mean, we we saw what happened. You didn't have any sort of major storyline on that date. However, the major storyline on that particular episode revolved around the cocktail party of the rose ceremony because mm-hmm. things got a little weird, and it wasn't from anything that the audience actually saw. Because re- recently, Delo had said in an interview that that's where a rift had started between her and Vanessa. I had put that in my spoilers as well because I had heard the same thing. And what I was told was that Vanessa had gone to Nick at some point during that week, remember, because D'Lo had the first one-on-one of that Mm -hmm. where she got the concert with Chris Lane, who's now become infamous after last week's podcast. Um, And um, she basically said that Vanessa approached Nick at some point during that week and told Nick um, because D'Lo got the one-on-one, I guess Vanessa felt some sort of jealousy or threatened or whatever, but she told Nick essentially that she thought D'Lo was fake, wasn't there for the right reasons, blah, blah, blah. So D'Lo was already safe with a rose at the rose ceremony and then quote unquote steals him away to try and clear her name because she'd heard what Vanessa said about her. But all they show us is the girl with the rose already stealing Nick away first. And then she becomes the bad guy. Clear up exactly what the hell happened that night, please. You were there. You saw it. Um, the whole night was a mess, and the D'Lo and Vanessa drama was only, like, a little piece of it. There were a lot of dramatics going on, and so that's definitely one of them. And what you just summarized is pretty much what happened. Vanessa had some was feeling some sort of way about D'Lo going on, her getting the one-on-one. She wasn't thrilled with that, and then D'Lo comes back, and she's safe, and Vanessa and D'Lo, I believe, even shared a room, and they they were close, or at least I had thought that they they were on good terms in the house. Yeah. And then this is our first stop out of the house, and suddenly, like Vanessa is now not feeling very <laughs> friendly towards D'Lo. So that's where that drama came from, because D'Lo, I think, is feeling like um, 
we're friends. What's it matter? It's still like what week four doesn't really like, yeah. what's the matter? We're not final two. Um, and Vanessa is, you know, feeling like Dilo doesn't have the right, the best of intentions. So I forget where I'm going. What's your question? She, so well, she went to Nick, she went to Nick at some point in Wisconsin yeah. and said, I don't think yeah, Dilo's right first, here. Because well, yeah. I mean, Vanessa made that pretty known in the house, in my opinion, in Wisconsin, that she was not okay with Dilo or wasn't a fan of Dilo going on the date with Nick and coming back with the rose. But this is all happening while Dilo's gone. So Dilo comes back from the date and well, then there's a group date. Well, so basically all this shit gets talked behind her back while she's gone. Yeah. There's all of us and she's the only one gone. So I fill her in. I'm one of the girls who fill her in and a couple others fill her in that, you know, she, well, she asked, she knew she comes back. Um, and she knew that stuff had been talked about her behind her back. So we just, I mean, we told her, I'm not going to, no one lied to her. Vanessa doesn't feel like you deserve to be here or that you don't have the best of intentions. And so when she realized that Vanessa felt that way and it had been talked behind her back when she was gone for a full day, she pulled Nick first at the cocktail party. And that's really what it was. And I, if I were her, I would have done the same thing. If yeah. you think shit's being talked about you to the guy you like, you're going to want to go pull him. And unfortunately you don't really see that storyline, but that is why Dila went and pulled. Yeah. And Nick the storyline that we saw, we, we I don't even remember what the hell she said to Nick when she sat down with him. All the audience saw was, oh, girl with the rose who's safe pulls him away first. And obviously that yes. made people look at D'Lo a certain yeah. way. And nobody had a freaking clue yeah. that what had gone on unless they had read my site. But mm-hmm. um, what was there? I mean, I didn't I don't think I reported any other drama on that cocktail party. So please fill me in. Give me the <laughs> juice. Well, that's, yeah. well, you saw it. You saw that it was the start of Corinne and Taylor's. Oh yeah, that's right. Unfolding. That's right. Yeah. So that was Wisconsin for you. Was that emotional? Um, emotional intelligence was Wisconsin. Is that where it started? Yeah, yeah yes. that's right. That okay. is the start of the whole big drama. But that whole night in general, in my opinion, was just—it was a backup plan. We were originally supposed to go to, I think it was South Carolina, where they went. Where yeah. The but the hurt. There was a hurricane. We couldn't go. Yep. We were stuck in a hotel room before we went to Wisconsin. So the whole thing was a backup plan, and the whole night for me was just—it was really, really difficult to get through um, between like, we were just hungry and cold and tired. I was going like, to say cold was just, too. Wasn't it? Wasn't it cold out there? Freezing. Yeah. Freezing. And we were hungry and the, just all the drama, the same stuff happening over and over and over again. It's like, whose intentions are more pure. It was just like, I'm done. Yeah. No. So you got eliminated in Wisconsin. Yep. Womp, womp. Bye. And, uh, so that ended your bachelor career. Yes, However, what started up next kind of is a little more juicy. So I'm excited to talk about this stuff. Um, all right. All, all right. So Bachelor in Paradise comes about. And yes. you're asked to do Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know at what point. But before Bachelor in Paradise rolls around, you were – I'm just going to use the word involved – with okay. with the enigma that is Robbie Hayes. <laughs> tell, tell us how you and Robbie came about and the extent of your relationship with him. Okay. So it all... Okay, you wait a second. Hold on a second. You just sounded way clearer there for like two seconds. What'd you do? Um, I was literally chewing on my okay. headphones. No, right there. Okay. <laughs> no, you sound perfect there. The other one sounded like okay. you were a little bit farther away or something. Okay. So, okay. You sound great. right now. up on me now. Okay. Gotcha. So tell us how that all came about and your the extent of your relationship with Robbie. 
Okay, good stuff. So, um, I originally <laughs> met Robbie very briefly at a bachelor premiere um, gathering uh, event of some of sorts, whatever it was in the day, the bachelor premiere, like in the beginning of January with a couple producers, other people from the show. And that was that, but I re-met him. And the day that I guess you could say like, we, we became like friends or started talking more, whatever you want to call it was the night that actually scallop fingers was born into life. Was, and- was if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the women tell all after party? That that happened at, or was I? Am I wrong on that? You are you are mistaken. Oh, okay. So damn it. Um, I know but only I, by a little. I thought I Everyone knew everything. Was, I know. Isn't that weird that you maybe don't? <laughs> wow. Crap. Um. Okay. I know it's a rough one for you, but so um, it was this. We were all in town for that for women tell all. So you're close. Oh my god! But- <laughs> Such a semantics right now. You gotta be kidding me. You made it seem like I was off by three months. Um, okay. Peter, you're still off, okay? I wanna be right. All right. Just let me have this one. Okay. So everyone was there for women to all and mostly people who were in LA who stuck around and like others who stayed in LA to extend their trip um stuck around and um it was like either like a week later, I don't really know, but we were out in LA for a Fat Fit Fun dinner and there was actually like the majority of like the bachelor in paradise female cast at this fat fit fun dinner. Mm-hmm. And we all decided to continue the party after this dinner. We went out to LA and next thing you know, their word gets around that we're going. And so a couple of the other guys from the past, from Robbie and a couple other friends dinner that, you know, scallops to go came to be. And when we went out later that night was when I met up with Robbie and we were just giving each other each other shit back and forth because he tried to like slide into the DM and I said no. But then I was really bored to tears. And so he's actually a very good conversationalist. So we just started talking and then we exchanged phone numbers and we talked from there on out. So the extent of the relationship is not nearly as exciting, I think, as you're hoping it to be. Um, other than, I mean, I definitely liked the guy. I went out to Denver and helped him move to L.A. And we hung out and we FaceTimed and we talked for a couple weeks and we were going to, we were going to do stagecoach together, but that didn't work out. But all in all, it was very harmless. Like, I, I mean, if you want to know the dirty de- details, I never slept with him. Fun fact, never slept with anybody in Bachelor Nation. So good for you. That, um, but um, it was just like very harmless. We, I mean, I, love Robbie still to this day. I think he has a heart of gold, no matter what people think. I think those who know him think that he, I mean, it's pretty well known. He's not in a place to be in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't think he is whatsoever, but I don't think that makes him a bad person. Does he handle things maybe in not the best of ways? Like his communication, could it use some improvement? Yeah, sure. And I've told him, use your words and I deserve better than that. We also didn't live in the same city. So it was like really no harm, no foul. Were you dating him? I don't know if you would call it dating him, but I mean, <laughs> dating light. I don't know. <laughs> we talked often, but and I mean, I traveled from Denver to LA with him in a car. So I dated him for at least 36 hours. Just the two of you in the car. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I think, I think, I think one thing that gets mistake mistaken is that when I report something about somebody, and obviously if everyone's well aware of what I reported about Robbie, 
it, it automatically turns into, oh, you hate him, you have a vendetta against him. Like, look, I've never spoken to Robbie in my life. I'm just reporting what happened. And yes. it doesn't mean I think he's the worst person in the world, but when he does certain things and... It- it comes off a certain it, way. It comes off a certain way, and you're going to get called out for it. And it's just, yeah. you know, you know, you know what won't make me do that is if you never did it in the first place. And <laughs> I don't, you know, if he wasn't at a concert in Denver all over another girl while he was dating Amanda, it wouldn't have gotten reported. But he was, exactly. so it did. So yes. simple as that. Yes, um, exactly. And it was purely just like. I mean, I didn't consider myself like exclusive to him. I would never have called him my boyfriend ever. So anything that he was doing, I mean, I would prefer to not know. (laughs) And I just like, I mean, it was what it was. I just, I knew how I was feeling when I first met him. And then I knew how I was feeling like a couple weeks into it. And it wasn't what I would want to feel in any relationship, nor would I hope for that in anyone. Like, yeah. It's just it was not going to work for us. Okay. Let's talk about this Adam thing. After the Robbie thing, we, you know, Robbie was back in February and March. We move on to Adam, and obviously, we've never actually heard your side of the story on this. We've heard Raven tell the story that during the shutdown, she had come to Dallas. Um, you were, I guess, in transition to moving to Dallas at the time. You guys all hung out. You stayed at Adam's place one night, and Raven said that she woke up the next morning, and, and you and Adam were, were cuddling somewhere. So explain exactly how and when everything started with Adam and what it was. Sure. So going into Paradise, uh, the original for this summer, um, I had had no contact with Adam really outside of Instagram, like liking each other's photos. Right. So I don't know Adam. Um, And when we come to Dallas, well, I find out that I'm moving to Dallas as I get my phone back um, after we realize we're going home because there's a shutdown. um, I decide I need to go to Dallas to start apartment hunting. And a couple of the other girls, Alexis and Astrid, were all going. So Raven jumps in as well a couple days later. And so we're all in Dallas and I had reached out to Adam. Um, we were all going to go out and just hang out since we don't know what we're doing with our summer anymore, since we're supposed to be in Mexico and we're not. And so um, I tell him, I'm like, it's a bummer. I didn't really get to meet you, but you know, I'm going to be your Dallas neighbor. So we'll have plenty of time to get to, to get around to getting to know each other. And so he knows I'm on a time crunch for an apartment hunting. So he sends me all kinds of apartments. He knows of new buildings going up in the area. So he helps me out with the apartment search. And that's kind of where he comes into play is just, I got to know him on a very platonic level first. And granted, I know it's only like a week, but you know, bachelor time, that might as well be two months. And so um, we go out to dinner and again, it's very platonic when we first meet, then the whole group ends up going out on Friday night out in Dallas. And that night was the night that, I mean, I was very attracted to him at that, at that point. And that was the night that he and Raven and I ended up all going to get food after we all went out at the bars. So we all end up at one restaurant. Don't really know where the rest of the group ends up going. We all scattered and, I mean, neither one of Raven or I live in Dallas, so we go back with Adam, and Raven falls asleep, and Adam and I stay up, and we stay out on the couch, and we cuddled all night, and we certainly kissed, and I was certainly attracted to him, and I also didn't think we were going back to paradise, so mm-hmm. there wasn't really anything other than that. That was the basic story for you, and um, a couple days later, we're going back, and... Um, as we go back, Adam, if we would have stayed original paradise, like I would have walked on, I think before Adam, but then with the, with paradise coming back, he was going to be walking on now. So 
walking on first. So I don't know what the switch up was all about, but or, you know, what ended up happening. I know they had to switch a lot and cram a lot more into a little bit of time. But that's the long story of the Adam. Okay. Well, that makes I mean, that's that's to be. Yeah, it makes sense because I mean, that's what Raven when we heard Raven tell the story. That's exactly what we heard. We just didn't know how you and Adam came to be. But now we do. He helped you get a place. And it was. Yes. So you were out in Mexico set to come on the show when the shutdown happened. You were already there. Yes. I was in the hotel and we were stuck. Me and Astrid and Dom were out there for about like a week. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you come back to Dallas. All that happens. The shutdown happens. Mm -hmm. You go back. But when you go back, Raven and Adam have already had their first date. And basically you were brought on on that specific time to see if you could come in between them because that's what this show does. I mean, everybody knows how it works by now. So a few questions. When Go you came it. back on, when you arrived on the show, did you think you had a legitimate shot at him? Oh, it's such a hard question. Cause I asked that to myself a lot, to be honest with you. Um, part of me, I think in the moment really didn't actually know either. I think it was a 50, 50 okay. and what I had thought. And I thought what was going to actually maybe be the reason it did work out in my favor was just knowing that I had already known him outside of Mexico mm-hmm. or that we could get along in a normal everyday basis and have a normal conversation and do normal things. And so that was really like my whole reasoning. And to be honest, I don't even know if I would have gone for Adam had the original production not shut down and I would have walked on first. And I mean, who would have known? Yeah. I don't know. I really didn't have anyone in mind when I was going on paradise the first time around, but then it shut down and I met him and I realized, you know what? He's a great guy. And you know what? I'm going to go for it in paradise because when I did walk on, there really wasn't anybody else. I was all that interested in. And also if I'm being honest, like, you know what? I probably definitely sh- should have taken Ben and I would have taken Ben had I walked on when I was originally supposed to. Um, but I think I was just so set on like, no normal life, not bachelor life. Yeah. And Adam is very normal life for me. So I was, and it, ma- it would have like, made sense hey, post-show what? because you both live in Dallas. It would have made sense. Yeah, And yeah. I think my mind was just hyper fixated on that. And there was no changing my mind. I wanted to try that. And if it wasn't going to be that, I wanted nothing to do with it. And obviously that backfired. And looking back, I should have, definitely known like you know what you didn't it's not gonna work for you it's not it's not gonna happen but i i don't know like i didn't i didn't really care if it wasn't gonna work you know and like i remember the night of the rose ceremony they were saying so do you want to talk to anybody else do you want to talk to daniel and i was like no they're like do you want to try to get jack's rose and i was like not particularly no <laughs> and so they're like so are you prepared to go home and i'm like mm, yeah they're like so you're only here for adam i'm like yeah. Like, do you love him? Well, no, but I just, I'm, I'm, I don't, I didn't really want to stick around to like play the game because yeah. whether that was the right move, I don't know. But like, you know, it's all I really wanted. I can't really go back on that. And I wouldn't change anything to be honest. Well, what did he tell you going into the show? I mean, after that hookup that night, you guys are, you know, there's obviously something there to where if he's going to take the time to make out with you knowing you guys are about to go back on this show. What did he tell you going into the show? Like, Hey, when you get out there, I mean, I don't know if he, if at that point he knew he was going on before you or who knew which one was going on when, but mm-hmm. what did he say to you knowing that? Okay. I don't know when the kiss happened as opposed in, in, in relation to 
when you found out you were going back on the show? Was it a couple before. days? It was before. It was like, like a couple days before you found out. It was like Friday, and then we found out. The I think all of the cast, if, or just a majority of us, found out based on just the news coming out saying Paradise Cast is going back, and we were like, "Wait, we are." Yeah. And so that was like four days later, maybe five days. I'm not entirely okay. sure of that timeline. Okay, so that happens. So once you both realize, okay, we're both going back on the show. We just had a mm-hmm. little moment together with us. What? Mm-hmm. Did he call you and say, hey, let's do this, or what happened? Oh, no. I mean, I I think we both handled it fairly well in the sense of we're just, we can't, you can't control anything, because the second you try to control something there, it will go the opposite direction or completely different way. So, I mean, it was like we both knew very well and clear we're both going back. Um then he, we, I, we just, we just realized that, you know, based on our flights, you know, you're going to be walking on before me and whatever happens, happens. And we didn't really set up, we didn't say like, let's do this. Let's do that. We didn't do, there was no pre-planning. It was just very like a, I'll see you there. And that was that, you know? Gotcha. Okay. So there was nothing. No, no promises, no empty promises, no plans of action, no anything other than like, well, guess we're going. And I know we like each other, but, you know, we also didn't expect to be going back to paradise either. So it's not like we were even saying, oh, well, we're going to be dating in real life because that wasn't the case either. You know, it was great. I had only known him for a couple of days. When you were when you got out there and then you went on your date with him and basically Uh – As the show made it seem, it was basically, you know, Adam just had to decide between Raven and Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah. Did you feel when you were there that, I almost want to ask it two different ways. While you were there, did you feel that you were being played? Or post-show, watching it back, did you feel like, oh, he played me? Um, I don't think... I don't know if played is the right word when I'm very like, I'm, I'm well aware of it. I feel like the guy was very indecisive and I don't mm-hmm. know what role outside factors had, or if he was influenced by just like internally, I don't know it, outside factors or outside opinions. I don't know. Um, I also don't ask questions and I don't want to know. Um, in the moment, I definitely, at, at the, on our date, I was like, you know what? This could actually happen. Like mm-hmm. this could work. Now, because of the shutdown, we got to come back and like do paradise together. Like this is this is great. It can really actually happen. Now it's like our official first date, and it happens to be in Mexico. That's awesome. And the next day, it just was completely different. And I think Adam was very torn. At least that's how I felt. And I think if anything, it wasn't like I felt like I was being played. I just almost wish that. And this is something I thought of after the fact, like once I was home and going through the emotions I was feeling was just, I wish he would have come to the conclusion sooner, sooner. because then maybe yeah. I could have come to the conclusion to maybe talk to somebody else or plan to stay with somebody else to see who else was coming on. Um, and it was, it really felt like he was going back and forth until the last minute and whether that's the case or not for him, I don't know, yeah. but I, I do know he really, really liked Raven. And he, I mean, obviously he still does like they, liked each other a lot. And I knew it's not like he didn't like me. I didn't think that was the issue. I just think it was just 
I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm making sense. This is no, it lot. does. It does. He was, he was, he was like, he was Dean before Dean. Like he was the indecisive one. Like he was like, couldn't decide on who he wanted. Yeah. Dean just, he just really wasn't making action on it. Yeah. Like, he wasn't unlike, nearly as know, bad as Dean was in his indecisiveness. Kind and what, of like, and leading people left on. out there like, hello, where are you at? And I would ask him, like, I had plenty of conversations with him. I'm like, can you just tell me where your head's at? Or, and like, I was trying to sell myself, but at, there was a certain point where I'm just like, I can't freaking convince you to want to like date me. And I don't want to have to convince anybody either. So like, if you don't know it's me, then it's clearly not me. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of something right now and I, I could be wrong on this, but that rose ceremony where he chose Raven over you at the cocktail party of that rose ceremony, I remember a conversation. Was it you and him on that bed down by the water where you were having your final talk and he even made out with you there? Is it, did, did I remember that correctly? Okay. Well, here's a, if I'm remembering correctly, I didn't watch paradise back. Oh, you didn't I watch it. The last, oh. no, I watched the last two episodes, but I really didn't want to watch. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and so right. I don't know, but if I'm rem- remembering correctly, the conversation that we had on the day bed was the night before the rose ceremony. It was the night before. And okay. mm-hmm, I think, cause I think I'm in, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I, if you know what I was wearing, then I could tell you if I was in shorts, it was the day before. If I was in a dress, it was. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to, I'm, I was think I, because every time they have a rose ceremony on that show, we know, you know, Chris Harrelson will come in and say, you know, how's your talks? So Who you ever need to talk to? And I thought he talked to you and Raven both that night and made out with both of you and then made the decision to give her the rose. Oh, yeah. Well, he did. Okay. I mean, that's what I that's was looking true. for. No matter, no matter what the conversation was, like, we definitely had a moment okay. each night. All right. So I guess my final question in regards to the whole Adam, Raven, Sarah thing is, were you ever mad at Raven for anything that she did? No. Okay. It's Who's to be mad at the other girl? I mean, it's really, it's like, Adam, just make up your mind. Same thing like Dean, you know, just yeah. make, make up. Make I just didn't know mind. if you. I just didn't know and if you thought maybe Raven did something wrong or stepped on your toes, whatever the case. I didn't know. I, I didn't say, think it was, but just wanted to ask. No, nothing was wrong. If anything, with like my feelings was hurt, was hurt, and I think it was just that Raven's feelings for Adam developed more over time, and mine was instant. And in the moment, I was like, "Do you even like him, or do you not?" And I think Raven was maybe still figuring that out as well for herself, mm-hmm. where she was maybe still a little wishy washy. And so I know I was frustrated, and a lot of me was that was also why I was like, you know what, if this isn't going to work, I would love to go home because like, I don't have time or I have all the time. Let's be real. We were in Mexico, but like, I didn't have like the emotional capacity to like sit around and like wait for people to like think it through and then be like an afterthought for somebody. So if Raven didn't like him, I was like, well then can you like let Adam know if you don't like him? So like (laughs) I can get in there. (laughs) And like, if you still need, like if you, and it's just what they needed. They just, the two of them just needed more time and me being out of the equation is what they needed. And that's completely fine. And okay. she did not do anything wrong when it comes to Adam. I just wish she and I could have communicated better at the time about like where her thoughts were. But again, it's so hard when you're there. So it's like, no one did anything wrong. We just handle it the best we could. And it really, it's. And you guys had no hard. issues after that and you're fine now. No. Yes. Okay. So let's get, so that was the end of your television career at least for yeah. the, at least for the time being there's other yeah. stuff that we Bark. possibly get to but um you moved to Dallas as we know and yeah. what did you move here for why did you move here 
Uh, I wanted to, um, is really the short story, but okay. I have a lot of family here. Um, my okay. sister, my brothers, my, ne- I have six nephews. I have a niece. I have, um, a great niece. I have, there's a whole clan and their family that I never really got to grow up with. Mm-hmm. And so when paradise was over and I was in a position where both my roommate and I were like, well, we're our lease is up. I wanted something new. I couldn't, I just, I was really ready for a change with everything that I was like, you know what, let's do it now. And Dallas is a beautiful city. It's, there's so much growth here right now. So I'm like young professionals, good food, good drinks, like nice people, definitely my speed. So, and getting to hang out with family is so cool. Never had that before. And I'm just like, it fits. It, I love it here so far. Well, congratulations. I'm glad the, the well, move thanks. worked out for you. And uh, like I said, as the mayor, I welcome you to the city. Well, and, well, um, thank you. So um, official. You, before you went on Nick's season, you were an elementary school teacher. So yes. are you planning on getting back into that at some point or no? Oh, it's so sad. So at this moment, no. Um, to be honest, it is a very, very, very difficult job for, I mean, any teacher can attest to that. And it's not the um, hard part that it deterred me was more so just like, I'm in a place where I have a lot of energy and I kind of want to want to make money and I want to travel and I want to get out there while I can. And so I, when I decided to move to Texas, I decided not to take the test I would need to transfer my, transfer my credential until I knew I was actually really going to stay here. I also have a commitment issue. So like anyone who knows me knows like me saying I'm going to stay in Dallas forever is probably also not likely. I have no idea where I'm going to go. I like to say Dallas is where I want to be for right now because I love it so much more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I lived in New York. I moved a bunch of, all over California. I moved here. And so I wasn't going to commit myself to an elementary school out here if I didn't want to see how like the first year was going to go. So I start a new job though at the end of the month. And I'm super excited because it's the perfect combination of everything that I've done in this last year, but getting back into the real world of like having a solid schedule and just hustling again. Like, so tell tell us what you're going to do. I'm going to be working for uh, reward style. They own the app like to know it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the, 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 yeah, very, your, anybody that follows anybody from Bachelor Nation knows the like to you know, know it, app. Yeah. But I'm going to work behind the scenes now. And that's way more my speed because, I mean, it's honestly really freaking cool. I get to work with retailers and manage like marketing budgets between retailers, what campaigns they want to do for influencers, and then basically make that come to life. Now, if I botch that description to anyone who works there, I'm really sorry because <laughs> I haven't started yet. But that's my overall idea of what I have. And, or what I'm getting myself into. And I'm really excited because the company's growing like crazy. And I used to work as a corporate recruiter, which is sales. And then this has some sales aspects, but basically I'm just getting into what I was doing before I got into teaching. And it's, it's really exciting for me just because I say it all the time. I just want a little normalcy again. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Thanks. Um, I think one of the other things that you, I noticed this past weekend is I'm, I'm assuming it was your first time, but you got a taste of the Texas state fair this past weekend. Yeah, I did. So what were your thoughts on the Texas state fair? Okay. Um, 
deep fried everything like deep fried oxygen deep fried iphones deep fried i don't even know what but the options are endless i gotta say california's fair isn't far off as far as like what they have to offer for food and entertainment this is just like crazy with like the random stuff like the tiniest horse ever and alligators (laughs) and like just random shit that you're like i didn't even know that existed in real life i thought that was a movie um and it's just like the Texas experience too of like people walking around in boots yeah. and cowboy hats. And I'm like, oh my God, this is real life. Yeah. This is well, very cool. It's funny because I've been here 11 years. I haven't been to it once. I've never been to the <laughs> Texas State Fair. Haven't gone. Well, yeah. look, see, I'm, way, I'm more acclimated than you. I know. Look at that. Maybe you've you've been here fun. three months and you've been to the Texas State Fair. I've been here 11 years and I haven't once bothered to go down there to do it. I don't know why. And there's no particular reason. I mean, I've been to state fairs before. I've been to the one in Cal- – I went to the Orange County Fair and when I lived there. It's, I know what it is. It's essentially the same thing. I get it. But yeah. but with it's Texas – State fairs, Steve. Yeah. Well, that's Texas. true. Yeah. It's uh, – you know, you've Ten got big techs. You've got yeah. – you know, but Creepy. for the most part, it's got all the same games, all the same rides. Yeah. The food is obviously a little bit different out here for the state fair. But um, – Yes. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point I will. It's just something I've never, like, got to go. Because if I would have thought that, I would have been there by now in 11 years. Well, very good point. <laughs> um, okay. Now, there are, there are a couple things. One of the best parts about doing this podcast, I think, oh, no. is getting to uh, just let people see a side of you that they did not see on television. Because, honestly, outside of your friends and family – Anybody that's formed an opinion about you is based off of what they saw in four episodes of The Bachelor and what they saw uh-huh. in Paradise. Like, they don't know yeah. you. So it's a way to get to to know you better, uh, to get to know your personality more. You've, exp- you've honestly um, shown more personality in this 50 minutes that we've been talking than I saw in all those episodes on TV. And <laughs> I'm not saying that as a negative thing. I'm just saying, like, we just didn't get to know you at all. We didn't yeah. know anything about you on no, the show. Very fair point. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so when I'm, when I'm going through this, these podcasts and I'm doing a little Googling and research for my contestants, I find stuff here and there. And I want to, I want to talk about a couple things that I found when I Googled you. Number one, and this is, and this is a positive thing, at least for me, number one of these things, I don't know where I saw the interview or something where it says you love to gamble. Oh yeah. Now when you you say so much shit for that. I oh when you go through on the bachelor contestants when they're released and you've like put your little like two cents in before you know any of us and I remember you gave me so much crap for saying oh I did about gambling <laughs> yes I did yes I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about that I was just I was just liking the fact that I read something that said you like to gamble okay so that was from yes, your bio I love it that was from your yes. bio okay so mm-hmm. what uh, when you say gamble what exactly Gambling, what does that mean to you? Like, you, you like to go to the casinos or you yes, just like. I like the casino. Oh, okay. Which, so which, which, what's was your place? I a professional bookie growing up. So I grew up going to Las Vegas with my mom and dad all the time, multiple times a month because, you know, California wow. and LA, just a hop, skip, and a jump away to Vegas. And my dad fixed slot machines. My mom dealt blackjack and poker. So growing up, it was just kind of in our blood. That's how we do family bonding. Oh, so cool. Um, I spent a lot of time in Vegas and. For me personally, I'm not good at betting on sports or horses or anything like that. I, okay. It depends if I want to socialize or if I don't. And if I don't want to socialize, I like to play, I can't help it, ultimate video poker. Okay. All right. And if I want to socialize, 
I'm a personal fan of three card poker. Three card poker. Or okay. yeah. Or like the other little silly games like Let It Ride. I get way too nervous with blackjack, but I will play if I have my comfort zone or like my family. Okay. Just like at the table. I get way too nervous though because I don't know exactly how to like split or when to split or and they start yelling at you <laughs> yeah. when you do things wrong. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. Leave me alone. Yeah. But three card poker is where it's at, table games, and then video poker. Okay, so what the hell? Did, what did I write about you when I read that on the bio? When I had the early bio, I said something like, "If they they asked if I like to gamble, and I said yes, only if I'm winning. Otherwise, I just hit and run. Oh, and it's true. Okay. Like when I gamble, if I if I win anything, I just cash it out right away, and then I'll put like another, I'll put in another twenty, and then I win a little something, and I cash it out, and then I just keep collecting tickets. Actually, I collect tickets, which is bad because when we all went to the Dominican Republic, the girls yeah. and I. I gambled. I gambled out there, and I just recently found a voucher that I should have cashed in because I just collect <laughs> them. I win a little, and I get so excited. So I'm not like a big time gambler. It's just something I like to do. Okay, fun. well that's cool. Well, we'll automatically we we automatically I can tell you right now. You and I will automatically get along because you like to gamble. So there you go. We can go to Oklahoma. I, you know what? Again, another thing. In 11 years, I've never been to Windstar and never gone to Choctaw. As much as that's I good. enjoy gambling, I've never gone up there. And I'm going up there in November because my family's coming in and I'm like, what do I do with them? Take them to the casino, crossing state lines to get there still. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it's, and it's literally, and you're about, you're in, I'm assuming the uptown area. So you're about a half hour south of me. Um, yeah. I'm literally like one hour from the state line of Oklahoma where the casinos are and I've never been. I'll fly to Vegas. I'll fly to Vegas and go to Vegas and do my gambling there. But I just, I don't know. I just haven't gone to Choctaw yeah. or Windstar. But I was having these conversations with someone earlier today, and I mentioned it. And yeah, I got to get up there at some point. I just, I don't yes, know why you do. I haven't. Um, okay. Another very, very interesting thing that I found out about you. Huh. This was probably from your ABC bio, but I don't remember it. Is that a guy once <laughs> named a star after you? Like in the movie, A Walk to Remember. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 go over this because this is ridiculous to me. Number one, I never saw A Walk to Remember, so I had no idea what the hell this was. I didn't know you could name a star after somebody. So question number one, what, what do you mean you have a star named after you and where is it? Like where there's is a, it? Well, there's a really shit ton of stuff. I mean, there's a shit ton of stars in the there air. There are. <laughs> Yes, there are a shit ton of stars in the air. That's a very sound way to put it. Yeah. Um, I in the was, sky. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I was in middle school. I oh, my think God. exactly when this happened. Okay. And I watched A Walk to Remember, and I was, I was so into it. I also wanted to be in two places at once. And I know you don't understand what that means either, but watch the movie and you will. Wait, who, who's in A Walk to Remember? Mandy Moore. Oh, God. She's in my top five now, so I got to watch it. Okay. You have to watch. I think if you – I'll give you a full list of chick clicks you need to binge watch, and I feel like you'll understand all of the women on The Bachelor a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Half the time we're making fun of ourselves, but it's because we're quoting really cheesy rom-coms from our childhood. Yeah. And I had this – I had said this to somebody that I was like, I just, I just want a star named after me. And – the guy who had a crush on me was like, well, okay then. And then I had a star named after me and it came in a, uh, a little booklet and there's a map and I can't remember the agency, but it's all very official, but you know, so official that it's still at my mother's house. It didn't come to Dallas with me, <laughs> but I will try to find it and I'll send you a photo of it. But and this is middle school. There. This wasn't like a high school yeah. boyfriend or a college no. boyfriend. This was middle school. No, them middle school boys, they got way more game. Apparently. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So, 
this yeah. thing tells you, hey, your middle your little middle school boyfriend named this star after you, and <laughs> you can see it by looking at this. Yes, direction. they give you a map. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. <laughs> yeah, so cool you left Call it at home. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. my other sentimental memories. Do you, do you remember his name? His name was Christian. Christian. Okay. Well, at least you remembered his name. That's nice. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay. I'm nice like that. One of the other things that I, I'm, I'm doing this for the first time. This is the 48th podcast I've done. I've never done this on a podcast, but I figured, uh-uh. eh, let me try something. I'm going to try something new. So what I did was I asked one of your friends to basically give me a question to ask you. So Uh-oh. I asked a friend of yours and I said, what's a question that you want me to ask Sarah? I'll ask you the question that they told me. And then uh-huh. after I ask the question and you answer it, we'll talk about whether or not that was, or if, if you know who it came from based on the question. Okay. Okay. So the question that this person told me to ask you is what is the best dating advice you've ever gotten from one of your bachelor girls and from who? Oh, what? That's a really intense question. Um, that's what they told me to ask you. Um, can you repeat the question? (laughs) (laughs) What's the best dating advice you've ever gotten from one of your bachelor girls? And who was it from? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Okay. What, just, you don't remember any bachelor, uh, any dating advice you've gotten from one of your bachelor girlfriends. <laughs> Get out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Literally is like the person that comes to my mind. Okay. And who, and who told you that? Uh, Rachel told me to get out of my mind. <laughs> okay. Cause I'm always thinking in my head okay for far too long and far about far too many things when i'm i try to think too much and so she's like oh you need to just get out of your head but i know that can't be it no wasn't rachel because it's not dating wasn't rachel catch flights not feelings Is that it? um that, no I, that if that's one of the dating advices pieces of advice you've gotten <laughs> um that's a great piece of advice um <laughs> But it wasn't, Sorry. it wasn't the, it wasn't, well, who told you that? I'm not what? <laughs> Why won't you tell me who told you that? Uh, because, because. Okay. Oh, I'm getting, I'm really sweaty now. What? <laughs> What's wrong with catch flights, not feelings? What's wrong with that? Oh, nothing's wrong with it. It's great dating advice. It's just maybe not great dating advice to the boys that are giving you flights (laughs) (laughs) okay um okay i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you who who i went to to say give me a question for sarah and then maybe you'll remember or maybe you'll say like okay so the person i went to was astrid yes okay so what was the best (laughs) dating advice that astrid gave you well, Astrid always tells me to catch flights, not feelings. So oh, that's okay. who I was thinking. All right. Well, so, <laughs> why couldn't you have shared she's that? She's full of advice. She gives me advice every day. That's a really loaded question from that girl. I told her she has to write a book, at least for if no one else, for me, because I call her with every question. Okay. So what'd she tell? What'd, what'd she tell you? She said that the advice that she gave you, or the best dating advice that I guess she thinks that she gave you, was if you're ever questioning what to do, 
ask yourself what would Astrid do, then do that. Yeah, <laughs> you are right. <laughs> but when she listens to this, and you know she's probably going to listen to it before anybody else because she's so quick like that. Yeah. The second it drops, she's gonna she's gonna know, <laughs> and she's gonna she's gonna die laughing when she hears "Catch lights, not feelings" because it's a motto. <laughs> Okay. But what would Astrid do is pretty darn good for anyone out there. And if anyone who doesn't know Astrid it doesn't know what she would do, <laughs> basically just don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, people are going to get to know Astrid soon because she's going to be on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, that is probably one of the most, I think, underrated girls in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. I mean, it, it, she's underrated in the fact that we got four episodes of her. Mm-hmm. And, we left together, and then nothing else. We were she was supposed to be on Paradise. She was out there, ready. You know, like you know, she, like you said, you and Dom and her were in the hotel, ready to be, get put on, and it got shut down. And then during those ten days, she had a change of heart and decided not to yeah. do it. But oh, yeah, that'd um, be a good one. Yeah, no, she's going to be on, and we we have a lot of stuff to talk about with her as well. <laughs> but now that she's heard this, like I can't use you as because I want to do this now. Every person I have on now, I'm going to ask their friend to give That's me one question. Hard. I can't do it with you because she's going to know now. Like she's listening right now. Hey, Astrid, she's listening right now. Um, and she's going to know that I'm going to ask you because yeah. you, and so yeah. I'm going to have to go to somebody else that knows Astrid and say, give me a question. So, all right. I, um, I end all my podcasts with more questions, which is the rapid 10 where I have 10 random questions that I'm going to ask you. And they are just, some have to do with the show. Some have to do with your personal life, whatever the case may be. But, okay. You know, we'll just go for it, and uh, we got ten questions. We'll just rip through these. Question number one: We talked about it. You used to be an elementary school teacher. What were your, the best and worst parts of that job? What grade did you teach again? Sorry, second grade, which was honestly second. the best part. Okay, I mean the best grade in my opinion. Okay, because they know how to control their bowel movements, but yet they're still young enough where they love you <laughs> and they like want to come to school. They they don't pee everywhere though. Um, so the best part of elementary school are honestly the little kids who are obsessed with you and the snacks because gushers are all the rage still, in case you didn't know. The no clue. worst part, gushers, come on. Okay, fruit snacks, okay? Kids have killer snacks is what it is. Okay. And just getting to hang out with little kids. They're the coolest coworkers to have, in mm. my opinion. Okay. Um, the worst part about teaching is the behind the – what? Okay. No, I was – go ahead. You, behind the scenes no, drama, you said? What were you going to say? Well, the, th- I, the reason I'm going to say this is because we had uh, – Lauren. I had Lauren Himley on who was mm-hmm. uh, on Ben's season. She she used to be a teacher, but post-show yeah. she became a real estate uh, agent. Um, yeah, and I, I think pay. I asked her the same question. She said the reason that I got out of it was because of the pay. Like I just yeah. – it bothered me that I did – I felt like I did a lot more than what I was getting paid for. And that is the worst part. But like in my head, when you ask me what the worst part of teaching is, I don't think I don't think of that because, you know, the pay when you go into it. But yeah. it's also a main reason I'm not going back is because I know I can eventually down the road. But yeah. this is not rapid fire anymore. I just keep talking. No, to you. <laughs> no, I, no you can. You don't have to. You don't have to answer rapidly. Trust me. We've had but, rapid fire. Yeah. We've had rapid 10 last a half hour before. So anyway, but OK, we'll go on to question. Question number two. Okay. I know you have a couple, but you can only choose one. Who is your ride or die girl? Bachelor related or not bachelor related? Bachelor related. Astrid. 
Okay. Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Alexis. You can only do one. And, and I didn't want to make it seem like, well, the other two that, you know, you said Astrid first, so it's probably Astrid, but yeah. um, that doesn't mean you don't like Christina. It doesn't mean you don't like Alexis. It doesn't mean you're throwing shade at him. It's just. Everyone okay. would say Astrid, though. She's that kind of girl. Yeah. She's there for everybody. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have her on. She's going to be on in a couple weeks, I think. Uh, okay. Good. Question number three. What would you say is your worst habit? Mm. <laughs> Changing my mind. I have terrible commitment issues with myself. So I just change my mind very quickly about what I want and what I, what I'm doing. Okay. So, no, that's fine. That's perfectly. That, that's like a little deep for you. But... Is it indec- like indecisiveness? Is that a, is, like, so you're like a female Adam? Indecisive, like I can, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody's got jokes today. Um, no, I, like I can choose very quickly and then I'm like, eh, well, I'm going to change my mind again. Uh, okay. I'm going to change my mind again. You're fickle. I'm going to change my mind again. You're, yeah. You're fickle. Okay. Question I'm number four. Too. And sassy. Yeah. Well, I got that. <laughs> um, question number four. If you got asked to do paradise again next year, would you do it? My Gut instinct right now is no, but I know better than to say never say never. Okay. Because you'd have to take into consideration job and whatever. Yes. You just don't it know is. if this is going to be a new job. real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And plus you change your mind every four seconds, so there you go. Exactly. Don't, I can't trust myself. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked you that question because it doesn't matter what your answer is. It's going to change <laughs> exactly. 15 times before next June. Okay, yep. question number five. How many minutes – does it take you to get ready? I'm talking about from the time you step in the shower till the time you're ready to go on a, let's just call it a, not, not a seriously formal night, not a seriously casual night, just a regular, I guess, a regular date night. Am I washing my hair or no? It's <laughs> a big, yeah, big, I know. That's big a, part of the question. Okay, so you so, can't ask women these questions. Like, I know. am I getting ready for work? And if it's, I okay, not work. Hair, not I work. get ready quickly. I get ready very quickly. Okay, I so let's go. Was always, fun fact, ready first, and I always do my ITMs first because I can wake up, get ready fairly quickly, and I'm a morning early riser, so I can do it rather quickly. Okay, so if we were to go, let's do from the time you get in the shower and you wash your hair to the time you're ready to mm-hmm. go, how long? I could do it in 45 or less. Okay, not bad. That's, I think that's pretty standard. If you would have said like an hour and a half, then you're super high maintenance. I'm sorry. Oh, God, no. But there aren't people that do take that long. Okay, question number six. (laughs) Question number six. Name three foods that you absolutely cannot stand. I can't stand? Yeah. Uh, Sea urchin. Um, (laughs) Is that a popular food that I'm missing? No. Sea urchin? I just just know I really do not like it. Okay. Um, that is quite literally the only thing I can even think of right now. Scallop. I love food. Scallops. I just don't like sea urchin. I okay. I love scallops. Okay, oh. they're wonderful. <laughs> they're okay. They're a tasty treats. Okay, so that's one sea urchin. Sea urchin. Uh, there's no yep. way in the world if you would have given me a thousand guesses of what you would have said to that answer, <laughs> sea urchin never would have came up. Yeah, Guaranteed. Don't like that. it. Question oh, number root seven. Beer. Root beer. That's my second one. Okay. Well, at least there's two now. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of root beer either. I'm not a huge fan of root beer or Dr. Pepper. I'm not. Oh, Dr. Pepper's good. Root beer's uh, terrible. 
Dr. Pepper's got a terrible aftertaste. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not a huge Dr. Pepper fan. Anyway, question number seven. What is your go-to winter outfit? Um, long, well, sweater, leggings, booty with a heel. Yeah, oversized sweater, leggings, booty with a heel. Booty, does that mean like halfway up your calf, like one of those boots? Or, no, no, no. Or no. boots like up ankle. to your knees? Oh. Ankle. Okay. Not below the ankle, but like a little above the ankle. Gotcha. Give you that slimming look, you know? Aha. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, question number eight. Name, oh, we, we talked about the state fair. Yeah. Name one of the crazy-ass fried foods you ate there. It's not crazy, but I was obsessed with a deep-fried deviled eggs. I oh, you had the deep-fried deviled eggs, huh? I love eggs. Did if you, you try the— you asked me what my favorite foods were, I could tell you that. Eggs is one of them. Did I try the alligator? Is that what you were going to ask? No, I didn't even know they had deep-fried alligator there. Yeah, apparently they do. I, I, I always—I mean, like I said, I've never been, so I've never tasted any of this stuff, but— Mm-hmm. Every time I see like, hey, because there's always a write-up about the state fair and what the big fried foods are for the upcoming season. Uh-huh. And I'm always into the sweet stuff. Like when I see like deep fried ice cream, deep fried peanut butter, cookie jelly, dough. cereal, yeah. cookie dough. Like I'm like, how is that deep fried? And they seem to find a way. So. Yep. You okay. don't ask. Question number nine. Now, question number nine has 10 questions in it. <laughs> But oh, they are just, they are basically going to be really quick, one or the other. I'm just going to name okay. two things and it's one or the other. Oh, see, I like this. Okay. And there's 10 things. All right. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Morning or night person? Morning. Grape jelly or strawberry? Strawberry. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? Mm, Reynolds. That's surprising. Math or English? Math. Fake lashes, yay or nay? Uh, permanently? No. Truth or dare? I'm not going to ask you to do one. Truth. Just truth or dare. What? Dare. <laughs> dare. Dare, dare, dare. So dare. No, I'm not, not going to ask you to do one. I'm just, when you get, when you play that game, you ask, do you do truth or dare? And you're saying dare. Oh, yeah. No, no. See, no. And this depends who I'm playing with. I got to read the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake? Timberlake. Bachelor Pad or Bachelor in Paradise? Paradise. Ari or Peter? Ari. Lights on or lights off? <laughs> I'm just, you know, like. What kind of question is that? I'm just, I'm just like, like nighttime or whatever when you're, when you're at home. Lights off. Okay. I can't believe you said Ari. Jeez. Okay. Um, that's surprising. I thought you would have said Peter. Why? I don't know. I For some reason, I pegged you as a Peter girl. Hmm. Okay. Well, you also pegged me for a Ryan Gosling girl. Yeah. And, and so Ryan you Reynolds chose girl. Ari and Ryan Reynolds over Gosling and Peter. Wow. Learn something new Baby about faces. you people every day. How about that? Um, okay. Full of surprises. Yeah. Uh, question number 10. Final question. Now, this is something that is it, – final question is always – something called explain your tweet where I go through your Twitter account and have you explain a tweet. However, your Twitter account wasn't, (laughs) wasn't much. So my question to you for question number 10 is why haven't you tweeted since August? (laughs) (laughs) I just 
don't think anything I have to say is like really worth sharing. <laughs> to okay. be honest, I'm just like, um, maybe it's just like the teacher training in me that I'm like, I'm just so very used to. It doesn't matter what your opinion is; it does. You don't get an opinion, and so I just am very used to not voicing it. Um, I don't really like sharing my opinion half the time, and so I know people use Twitter as ways to say cryptic things, which is where I'm probably assuming you get this question from. Like, explain what you mean by that. Yeah, I mean, and I usually like, try, that's I what just, I'm usually trying to find, but yeah, you. Yeah, had I don't know. I just like. Oh no, I just. I'm like, I could tweet out my random thoughts if you want, but they're kind of boring. I think I'm funny, but like I'm the only one usually. And so um, <laughs> I just keep it to myself. And then next thing you know, there you go. And my opinion, I just, I don't like getting yelled at by people. I really don't. Yeah. Like, no. I know it shouldn't matter what other people think and say, but like, I don't care to share something to have a stranger tell me if it's right or wrong or what they think. Cause I don't really care. Yeah. I'm going to think it no matter what. And then I just, I don't want to get worked up and, you know, it's just like something I don't really care for. Okay. So one thing that I did want to do with this question is the last time you did tweet, do you remember what you tweeted about? Cause this was actually funny. Bruises. No, that's your pinned tweet. You actually oh. tweeted three days after that, but you told a story over about five tweets and I want to share it with oh. everybody. And then you can tell everybody what actually yeah. happened. Okay. You, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Okay. So you tweeted, this was on August 11th, the last time you tweeted, um, mm -hmm. guys, we're supposed to be at dinner 45 minutes ago. In case you don't know, I'm the most punctual human being you'll ever meet. Hashtag dying a slow death. Wait, yes. Christina is dressed. One down, one to go. Stop. Christina is now taking off her jeans so Astrid can try them on. Let's be clear. A doesn't want to try them on. K just loves them. Astrid doesn't want to try them on. Christina just loves them. Next tweet, Christina is now in Astra's jeans and is offering $40 to buy them off her. In conclusion, it's okay. Astra's about to roll into this sushi dinner, maybe even to club after, suitcase in tow. God bless America. Okay. What? What happened there? Chris, okay, so Christina and Astra are getting dressed. Christina puts... Astra... They're at my apartment. We're okay. meeting up with all the girls for dinner. And I like to be places early to be on time. Yeah. And they were, they just got here from the airport. Astrid's like talking on the phone. They're eating, they're snacking, they're showering as we're supposed to be there. I'm like, oh dear Lord, I'm going to need a big old glass of wine if I'm going to survive. And cause like I get anxiety when I'm late. And so then Christina, they're trying to find something to wear. And Christina is finally dressed. But then Christina sees Astrid's jeans and she's like, oh, I want to try those on. So she, after she's dressed and ready to go, she takes off her clothes and she puts on Astrid's jeans. And she loves them so much, she's trying to buy them off Astrid. And I'm like, I just, I'm just sitting back on my phone, like watching a scene unfold. And so now she has Astrid's clothes on. She's trying to buy them off Astrid. And then they're fine. We're finally all dressed. Astrid did not sell her jeans, but Christina did get to wear them for the night. And yet we're all ready, but we didn't have time to do anything with Astrid's stuff. So we finally get to the restaurant like an hour later, but they still have like their suitcases and everything. So we just were a hot mess. It, yeah. I, talking it out was, it's like a really a lot funnier via tweet. No, it was funny. Re it was funny via, looking at uh, it. You had to be there. <laughs> it was a great time in the moment after the fact. Okay. Here's and my questions. Here's my question stemming from that whole scenario. And, I'm just obviously you said Christina got to wear Astra's jeans for the night. My question is, I've never met either. I've never met either of them. 
Astrid seems to me like she's about 5'9 or 5'10. Christina comes across to me as 5'4. Like how five, how yeah. did this work? She rolled him. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Use those critical thinking skills. Yeah, I know. Okay. I was just, Silly. I don't know why I was thinking that she couldn't have rolled her jeans. Okay. That was. Yes. All right. Very simple fashion fix. Okay. Well, um, it was con- such a good time. Congratulations. You completed the rapid 10. You completed wow. this interview. Um, like I said, I, uh, I thought that I got more out of you in this hour and 20 minutes of, I know more about you. I know more about your personality now than, than I did in every episode that you were ever on of this show. So I'm glad that we got to do this and glad people out there listening got to hear you and a different side of you that I guarantee they did not know outside of your family and friends. Well, thanks for having me on. You're not so scary. I, as they God, I'm like the second person that said that now. That's so weird. Uh, yeah. Why does uh, everyone think I'm scary? I'm not at all. Um, but thank you again, Sarah. I appreciate you coming on. That's Thank you so much for having me. It thank was, you for doing it. it. Very fun getting to talk with you. All right. And we will uh, we'll be in touch. Take care. Sounds good. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Thank you so much to Sarah for that. Uh, that was great. Like honestly, I had no. I've never obviously never spoken to that girl, and to 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 get a personality out of somebody that was on two shows, yet we never really knew much about her. Uh, it was good to see. Um, she's a really really sweet girl, and uh, you know, wish her all the luck in her recent move to Dallas. Um, and if you got to about the thirty minute mark, is where uh, I had to go in and edit a few things because for whatever reason, like you could hear her clear and then her phone would cut out for five or seven seconds. So I did my best on the editing to get all those blank, um, those, that dead air out of there. But I don't know. I tried to make it sound as good as I could. Um, in case you didn't pick up on it, you probably didn't because it was, I could hear it because I knew I was on a different line with her. But, um, usually all these interviews I record, I do on FaceTime audio. And because it just seems to have a clearer sound to it about 30 minutes in, maybe 35 minutes in, I told Sarah, I said, we got to stop this. And I'm just going to call you on the regular, your phone line, because for whatever reason, your phone just keeps cutting out. She's like, okay. So from minute 35 on, there was never any cutouts and uh, we did it that way. And it seemed to sound uh, fine. So if you could tell the difference, just know that the last half of that interview or last 60% of the interview was done on just her phone line as opposed to FaceTime audio. I don't know why hers didn't work. Just kept cutting out. Don't understand it. But we got it to work. Hopefully I edited good enough for you to hear it and it, stuff made sentence, sense and s- sentences went together. But yeah, it would cut out in the middle of a sentence. So anyway, thanks you all. Thanks all again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you could rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts, that would be great. It certainly helps the podcast, keeps us afloat and all that. So Again, thank you to Sarah for that. That was podcast number 48. We're back next week with podcast number 49. Obviously, if you listened to the whole thing, got to the end, you know that I said that um, Astrid will be a future podcast guest, and she will be. I don't know what week she's coming on. And I'll have an announcement here uh, either on my site, and I'll be promoting it, but we are going to do a live podcast coming up. It's going to be at the Addison Improv here in Dallas. So if you are a local listener or even if you want to fly out, Still going to be about a month away. It's going to be November 14th, um, and uh, I will have more details on it uh, to, to get everybody. But basically, we're going to record that week's podcast on Tuesday, the 14th. It's going to air on the 16th. So 
people that show up to it will actually get to hear the podcast two days early and it'll go up that Thursday as that week's podcast. But it's going to be a podcast done in front of a studio audience or not studio audience uh, at a comedy club, the Addison Improv here in Dallas. And I will have a guest that will be interviewing the whole time. We're going to do a Q&A. We're going to have a microphone out in the audience where you guys can ask questions. It'll be part of the podcast. It'll be a lot of fun. I uh, teamed up with a, uh, with a company for that that came to me and said we'd love to do. I'm sure you've seen this. I've seen it. I've seen it on other people's podcasts where they do their podcasts from a comedy club. I've seen it with a lot of Survivor ones. And they came to me and said, do we want to do this? And I said, yeah, let me just – I want to get a guest. I don't want to do it by myself or have somebody on the phone that I'm interviewing in front of an audience. That wouldn't be good. So we got a guest for it. I'll tell you all about that more coming up in the next few weeks. But it will be November 14th. I will be tweeting – picture, uh, you know, um, the link, I'll have it in my website. I'll mention it on the next week's podcast. So it's, it's obviously limited seating at a comedy club. I think there's a 280 tickets that are available to buy. Um, so I'll keep you updated on all that, but just wanted to give you a heads up. So thank you once again for tuning in. I appreciate it. Just rambled there for a little bit. And, um, uh, I want to thank Sarah again. And I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in as we're approaching five and a half million downloads since we started this last December. That's it for podcast number 48. Talk to you next week. See you.